This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with the goddess of food writing critique, Milwaukee Magazine's Ann Christensen and me, Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. On this week's edition of This Bites, we're going to talk about all the new foods happening at the Five Serve Forum especially when you're going to go to the buck season, which is about to kick off in about a week or so. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, a new restaurant, Ash, that opens, that just opened at the Iron Host Hotel. Egg and Flour, we have some news about Egg and Flour. There's a pasta bar over at Crossroad Collective Food Hall. Then we're going to get into Okonomiyaki, a Japanese pancake that I love so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, we're going to close out with a edition of Ask Ann. And this time... We're going to talk about what are your fallback restaurants. Mm-hmm. Cool. But let's kick it off. Buck season about on their way. They are undefeated in the preseason, which who cares about preseason? <laughs> um, but um, basketball season starts next week, I think. I think it's is it Miami. I can't remember. Um, but uh, they announced uh, some new culinary options for the Bucks fans and concert goers uh, at the Five Serve Forum. Uh, and some of the things are kind of interesting. Sobelman's is going to offer fried pickled chips. Um, you got to do that right. Fried right? pickled chips, yeah. Like, I've seen people do spears, and that's like, no. You got to have the thin. It has to be thin. Like coins. Yeah, coins. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, and I want thick pickles, so when I bite, some bunch of hot vinegar goes down my no. throat, you know? I've seen that happen, which is... Ugh. Yuck. Yeah, so, and then um, Five Sword Form Exclusive... There's a Euro dog, which is uh, provided by Clements. So I assume the dog is a made into a Euro, uh, a Euro made into a tube form. I'm guessing. Gosh, I do not know. Yeah, sounds interesting. A Euro in a tube form. In a tube form. It does not sound good. I mean, if you look at it, you can maybe you had a tube mold. Well, can, yeah. You know. But <laughs> I, I don't know. You don't know. Okay. And then Fresh Fin Poke is going to be offering a curry chicken bowl. And then El Rey, fans of El Rey, pork carnitas tortas. I love tortas. I wish there were more people do tortas. Yeah, I like tortas a lot. Especially, especially when you get to write the bread and all. So yeah, and they're huge and yeah. packed with mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, and then the mayo, oh, it's just to die for. Uh, and then uh, Iron Grape Barbecue, also in there, is going to do a hand-carved brisket plate. Then uh, for those who like their margaritas on the slushy side... <laughs> Uh, Cosmo Amigos will be doing that as well. And then uh, they didn't leave out the uh, vegetarian folks. They got a veggie pizza from Canal Street Pizza, Rajas con Queso Tacos from The Laughing Taco, and the Beyond Euro from Eurostep as well. So those are some of the offerings uh, that you'll be uh, have a chance to try when you head to see the Milwaukee Bucks dominate this year. Coming up, we'll continue our conversation with one more option at the Five Serve Forum. It's a, a burger and a hot dog joint. Mm-hmm. That's coming up on This Bites. We'll be right back. 88.9's new podcast series, Backspin. The search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song is now available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in and at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Stream all six episodes now. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Pride, 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 pride. 
we're back. And now we're going to talk about another option we didn't get to uh, that's going to be available at Five Serve Forum. As you know, uh, Justin Carlisle, um, ardent red light, red light ramen, laughing taco. He has a presence at Five Serve Forum in the form of laughing taco. Mm-hmm. He's going to have another uh, um, option for you. Uh, it's going to be a burger and hot dog joint which will be located at the new Jockey Club level. I'm not sure exactly where that is. It's like a mezzanine level, I think. I don't know if it's access to... It says premium level, so I don't know if that's public access, or I'm not sure about it. But, yeah, so Justin Carlisle is going to be serving the Ardent Burger. Of course, the burger comes from his family farm. The, the beef. beef. The, the beef, beef from his family farm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a cold pack, harsh radish, cheese sauce, iceberg lettuce, and pickle slices. Very simple burger. Mm-hmm. And then there's a French onion burger with the same toppings, but this adds caramelized onions. Uh, then uh, there will be a tiger dog, which is a 12-inch hot dog. I'm not sure where the hot dog coming from. I don't know if he's making a hot dog. It'd be kind of cool if he makes a hot dog. Um, with tiger sauce, haystack onions, and gills cheese sauce. Other items include tater tots with Nooski's bacon, truffle nacho cheese, scallions, and Brady Street dust. Not sure what that is. You know what that Brady Street dust um, is? I don't, but I, I think it's a spice. Spice? I mean, it's a, like a spice blend. Spice blend, okay. I think. And then uh, salt and pepper wings. Yeah. Kind of like I love that salt and pepper with like the, it's kind of this mixture of peppers, Szechuan, and like mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just, I don't know, it tastes good in everything. I'm surprised they don't have like salt and pepper Lay's chips. You know, they just released grilled cheese Lay's chips. Oh, right. really? I think it's grilled cheese and tomato soup. Oh, no, 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 no. But why not salt? Like, that's such a great idea for a potato chip, the salt, salt and, and pepper. pepper. Yeah. I've had salt and pepper potato chips. No, not like like kind of the Chinese version of salt and oh, pepper. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. Not the okay. American, but like yeah. the little Szechuan, that flavor. Yeah, yeah, when, you get, yeah. when you get salt and pepper shrimp or squid. Oh, which I love, yes. But that seasoning on That's great chips. seasoning. You're yeah. right. That'd be great on, on popcorn or potato chips. Patent it, copyright it, can't use it. I'll sue you. Coming at you right now. <laughs> anyway, again, that's uh, Ardent's new burger and hot dog joints. Simply call Ardent's at the uh, five serve form. So when you head to the Bucks game or I'm assuming any major concert that happens, like I know Chance Rappers coming in February. So um, next, uh, we got some more openings. A new opening uh, that just opened uh, yesterday at the Iron Horse Hotel. Why don't you share me? Share with me the details on that. Yes. Uh, Ash is the new restaurant. It was created by the chef consultants, Dan Jacobs and Dan Van Wright, who own a couple restaurants on the Third Ward, Dan Dan and Fauntleroy. And they are working as consultants to the hotel, to the Iron Horse Hotel. So they're not actually running the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of developed the concept. They developed the concept, the menu. menu. They worked on the menu. Which is not available. The restaurant was... uh, open and I don't see the, re- the menu on the website. Right. Um, when they when I was given the heads up that the restaurant is opening this week, um, I was uh, given a few examples of things on their menu and I'll, I'll tell you about them right now. So as a starter, you could get a house-made or house-made spetzel, which are little tiny little German dumplings with bone marrow, poached egg and herbs, pork be- belly and squash salad with scallion relish and spiced yogurt. Uh, and main courses include a ginger soy marinated prime bevet steak uh, and head-on prawns with chili butter and hearth-fired toast. Now, mm. what I didn't mention or what and you didn't say anything about it yet either is that ash refers to the hearth. That's the cooking surface oh. that kind of takes precedence in the restaurant. Mm. And my understanding is when they did this remodel, this renovation, you can see people, you know, the chefs cooking at the hearth. 
Um, I I think the the restaurant or the the restaurant kitchen is going to be more visible too. Okay. You remember when it was Smith? Yep. You really couldn't see any, anything. No, you it didn't was, see the was, restaurant it was kitchen. Like a, kind of a traditional this, hotel this, restaurant. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is going to allow you to see the cooks at work. Yeah. So that's going to be kind of. Oh, cool. I thought it was named after the Pokemon. Ash, I, I know Ash, you've, you've said that. You it said looked like that. I, would, I would think Dan Dan would be the type to do that, and we're happy wore the Pokemon hats. Okay, well, I, I, I do know. not know. Maybe I'm the only geeky person that, um, that There's also going to be <laughs> large format dishes, including grilled short ribs and Peking duck and a spotted cow beer glaze. So they're bringing their Dan Dan duck it over. sounds a little bit similar. And that Peking duck is going to be served with lettuce cup sauces, uh, grilled bread, scallions, cucumbers, radishes, and pickles. You can make a little, uh, little, 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 little sandwiches, wraps. little wraps oh. with them. Um, and then they're going to have hearty side dishes like smoked cauliflower, with romesco sauce, grilled uh, broccoli with tonnado, which is a tuna sauce. So um, expect a lot of uh, a lot of dishes that are flavored um, with those kind of heavy, those roasted, uh, you know, that that roasted flavor coming mm-hmm. from the hearth. Okay. Or influenced cool. by the hearth. And it is open. Yeah, it is open at now. the Iron Host Hotel. And it's open. Uh, in my understanding, is Ash is open um, from the morning into the evening. Oh, next uh, we got some news about the really cool um, egg and flour pasta bar. Uh, what's the news about them? That currently they're over at the um, Crossroad Collective Food Hall on the East Side. But uh, what's what's the news you got for me on them? They are adding a new location um, to their uh, family of now. It's going to be a family, I guess, of restaurants. Egg and flour continues to operate at Crossroads. Second mm. location is opening in Bayview at twenty two seventy three South Howell. And that's projected to open in early 2020. Um, what's interesting about it, yes, it will be the a kind of counter service restaurant where you can come in, uh, choose, you know, what, you know, often their their pasta menu is pretty, um, pretty simple. And that's really what that's what makes it yeah. really good. It's really honed in. Um, the owner, Adam Pollock, makes all the pastas in house. So he has, you know, and the menu changes, but it can be anything from pappardelle, shells, ravioli, bucatini. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe the, tortellini. Yeah. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? And the pasta of the day. Pasta of the yeah, day. Yeah. Right. So those types of things with different homemade sauces are going to be available at the new location. What it, he's also kind of budgeting in, in terms of like being able to do and having this space for, um, he's going to have the ability to sell fresh pastas so you can take them home and prepare them yourself at home. Wow, that's so, brilliant. So, yeah. That's brilliant. So that's um, what I think. I think is is a really great idea because I'm sure there are people that come in, yeah, uh, to to egg and flour on the east side, and they're like, you know, can I, you know, buy some pasta to take home? So they can go on a date and tell people I made the made the pasta and they. Really I mean, yeah. You seem the type of person to pull that off. I I don't know <laughs> that person. I, I hope that would not be you. He also is. Um, I, I, he also is talking about doing monthly pasta making classes. And a sh- uh, what he's calling chef's table experiences, where um, he kind of educates guests on how to use pasta extruders. Has he lost his noodles? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, at least he's making some dough out of it, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. The dump bump. Um, anyway, so that's uh, projected to open in Bayview in early 2020. Cool. Congratulations to him. Um, next, um, we're going to talk about okonomiyaki, which is this great Japanese, Why not? Japanese savory pancake, uh, which is basically 
one of my favorites, especially when I'm drinking beer or I'm getting a little, little tipsy. That would be something you'd probably love to eat yeah. for breakfast, right? Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God. Um, I used to make it a lot for years, but I just I got lazy. I don't know why. But it's basically, it's a savory pancake, basically consists of this kind of flour, flowery kind of pancake, but it's topped with uh, bonito flakes, which I love. Oh, my God. I got at least a little pack of bonito flakes I get from Amazon, and just I snack on them sometimes and <laughs> put them on anything. Uh, and then they have kupi mayonnaise, a Japanese mayonnaise, kind of a little richer, sweeter mayonnaise. Usually kind of a Japanese Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce called Bulldog. I actually use eel sauce. Mm. I, I like the eel sauce. a little more, I don't know, richer mm-hmm. for me. I don't know. I can go back and forth on that. And then usually on the bottom, it's traditionally maybe a pork belly. But sometimes in Japan, like, it's it's whatever you want. So you can put whatever you want in it. Sometimes it's seafood. Sometimes it's, you know, all types of toppings and stuff you can put on, which is really cool. It's a great kind of, it's a great drinking food. In Japan, and like there's okonomiyaki bars uh, dedicated in Japan with griddles. Just specifically to yeah, that. Yeah. Specifically that. People go late night, have their beers or whatever, um, get what they want on it. But in Chicago, there's a dedicated one opened up in November 11th in the West Loop, which I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, hopefully, we'll make a trip soon. Um, it's called Gaijin, um, and it's Chef Paul Varent. I pronounce it. Varent. I apologize if I pronounce that wrong. Um, and we'll be located um, on 950 West Lake Street, and he's going to have that griddle. Ingredients will be like pork belly, yakisoba, which is like the the, the noodles, um, which is really that texture with the oh that mm. oh yeah that's yeah. great octopus. Um, so he's going to have that 12 foot long custom made griddle, um, and he's basically saying that the temperature there'll be temperature zones every 12 inches. And that benefits for the level of how you want to cook it, crispy, oh, and that kind of thing. So it's yeah. really, I mean, Japanese made this an art form. Yeah. You know, not just, you know, something to die, but it's like an art form, making these things. And, like, if you know, and, like, just like barbecue in different regions, Okinamiyaki in Japan is different in different, in different regions. regions. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so that's happening. And I was, like, asking you earlier, like, how many places in Milwaukee do a kind of Okinamiyaki? Dan Dan has one. And then I, I apparently... Didn't realize Meraki has yeah. a, a variety of okinamis yes. and sakis. Why didn't you probably mention this? I just so, you don't listen to me. So, you just don't listen. So I think I might be making a trip to Meraki soon. I, I don't know they have like three versions at, at Meraki. So a couple other places I think around town have them, but there's no dedicated dedicated. One. You need place. like a yeah. that's such a drinking late night you place. You yourself have. could keep that place in business yeah. too. Yeah, that'd be great just to like go there, have some beers. I would enjoy that immensely, mm-hmm. but. Anyway, just so I just want to point out, like I love some interesting new things happening in Chicago. So it's such a hop, skip, and a jump away yeah. on an Amtrak train to try these things out, you know, without like living and paying on the, all the rent. Yeah. So, so that's that. And uh, I'm going to close out with uh, an accent. We haven't had one in a while, Askan. So, no. what did your fans, your your patrons? Uh, uh, ask you this time. Yeah, this was a really kind of, you know, sometimes I go ex- kind of longer and ex- like really get into a lot of different uh, suggestions or topics. This was just, hey, if you want a fallback restaurant to go to, what are some really good ones that you yourself really lo- like to go to? And we so. mean fallback because it's like they're too busy or just like, um, what's, I'm what's just, your term when you say fallback? No, not not too busy, like in the sense of I know I can go there and get a good meal. Okay. So, um, so it's not like, oh, they're too full. I need a, I need a, a, a fallback. So this is just like your go-to. Yeah, kind of a go-to. Okay. Kind of a go-to. Um, 
So for instance, okay, I have to say I do like Odd Duck because I like their ever-changing menu. I really like having the variety that they do um, and the way they organize the menu in terms of, you know, like um, uh, meat, um, fish, and like vegetarian. I think it's really easy to navigate a menu like that. It's small plates or shareable plates. I think that works for, still works for a lot of diners. Um, so that's a place I think is really fun. It's always really fun to bring somebody new there, or some a guest in town. Crazy Water, I've always really, really liked. On Wednesday nights, they have this great, um, very affordable poo-poo platter, which you can start out the night with. And it tends to be just a bunch of appetizers not necessarily from the menu, something new that the chefs are doing and that you can only get on the on the poo-poo platter. Mm. And it's big enough that you could pretty much make a meal out of that. It's really, really fun to do it. Um, they're also doing some other, you know, really fun nightly specials. I also mentioned Ness and Dorma because I think people forget about River West oftentimes. Yes, people forget have, about River West. And I think they have great panini. I think it's a really fun, affordable spot. Mm-hmm. If you want to get a beer, like a beer They have daily specials. Their soups are really do. good. They have daily specials and, you know, their panini, yeah. and, which is also a really great mm-hmm. thing to have when you just want some kind of warm kind of grilled sandwich. They're know? a great place to go in like when it's cold and snowy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to say Bavette. Bavette is, is also one of my favorites um, right here in the Third Ward. Their salads are amazing. I think they have really interesting. In, they're not mm. going to be your carbon copy Caesar or chop salad. They're really different. Um, there's always some new sandwich offerings coming right. and, and some of them based on what they're carving up in the kitchen, you know? Um, so I think if things go well this fall and it continues to be somewhat mild, maybe, maybe we'll see a few more Wednesday night, night burger nights there oh, wow. when they grill I forgot outside. about those. Yeah. Well, that wraps up this week's edition of This Bites, Milwaukee's Culinary Podcast with the goddess of food writing critique, pay homage to Ann Christian of Milwaukee Magazine and myself, Tariq. Despite it's produced by Kenny Perez, handcrafted exciting inspiration comes from the Licensed Lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash ThisBites on iTunes, Spotify, NPR, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. As always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. <laughs>